0: Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. It's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in
1: us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game to me is what it was all about.
0: When you retire, may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to the most inspiring place on earth, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm your host of the mission, Jameer Howerton. And guys, we have a special show for you today. Join on FaceTime Live because we're live on Facebook and Twitter. We have Marlington's own and Denver Broncos safety, Demonte Tymus, Skyping right in from all the way from Denver, Colorado. Demonte, thank you for joining us here on the mission.
1: Thank you guys for having me.
0: So what's going on, man? I, I, I'm so excited to have you on uh, of the mission. We're, we're kicking off the 100th season, and um, tickets are on sale August 1, where the Atlanta Falcons will go head-to-head against the Denver Broncos. Um, there's a lot of buzz going on, Demonte. Champ Bailey, your owner, Pat Bowen of the Denver Broncos, is being enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year, 2019 class enshrinement week powered by Johnson Controls. Let's talk about the buzz that's going on in Denver right now, my man.
1: And there's a lot going on right now. You know, we picked up a few good cornerbacks, and we got a new quarterback, and we picked up an offensive lineman. I think that uh, Elway got the team going in the right direction, I think we're going to be a a better team than we were in previous years. And, you know, I think one of the things that Elway's doing real is building that defense, you know, defense winning championships. So we got to get the ball back for uh, Flacco and just let him go loose uh, throwing the ball to receivers.
0: You're on the heels of the off-season conditioning program, jumping off. And during that time, Demonte, this is that time where you guys as a unit start to gel together. You're working out the camaraderie. You're studying some football. Talk about some of those goals you have set for yourself as you head into 2019.
1: Um, Man, I'm just trying to get bigger, faster, stronger, more explosive. Trying to get my footwork uh, down perfect. And, you know, just going back into the, uh, you know, the, the little techniques that you need to be able to succeed uh, on the football field. And, you know, I want to know the playbook in and out because I know knowing the playbook and doing well on specials team that they'll keep you around. So, you know, right now that's my focus is just learning the playbook, um, taking special teams serious and getting bigger, faster, stronger and being able to compete.
0: Now, Demonte, I know the hundred seasons kicking off of the NFL and it's a preseason game, but it's kicked off right here in Canton, Ohio at the Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium, the Hall of Fame game right in your backyard. Alliance, Ohio is in the building. Talk about that. I mean, it's like you get a chance to come home. And like I said, I know it's a preseason game. I know you guys are like dreading because you got to come back to camp early. But for you, it should be special because you're playing in your backyard, if you will.
1: Yeah, man, I'm very excited to be playing in a you know Hall of Fame game, especially because the last time you know I played there, I lost. Uh, we lost to Akron though and uh, I think it was in the Final Four and uh, it was kind of upsetting so you know I get to go back and you know try to redeem myself and you know it's, it's very exciting because everyone's already texting me back on home and they're like oh yeah we're buying tickets we're doing this we're doing that right and my dad my dad's been since he heard the rumor that we might play in the game every day he texts me do you know yet do you know yet do you know yet so when he finally heard he was so excited and he, you know my dad's just a big fan and he's just glad that the entire family's gonna be able to come watch me play and it's, it's special you know being able to play in the camp hall of fame because you know it's in my backyard pretty much so I think it's cool that I play my high school game in there and now I get a chance to play an NFL football game in there and I think that's very special.
0: That's right. It was uh, Fawcett Stadium during that time. Yes, sir. So take us back to Marlington High, man. I mean, you are standout athlete, five-chip player, coming out recruited by, I know, numerous colleges, but you end up going to Michigan. We'll talk about that. We'll talk oh, about man. that because, I mean, fam, you're in Buckeye country, and you go to yeah. Big Blue. I mean, hey, I'm not mad because I mean, I'm mean i originally from New York, and when I got here, I'm a huge, huge Fab Five fan, you know, oh, okay. fan. So, so peep game, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping gas. I got my Jaylen Rose jersey, I got a little teeny weeny afro now, but I had a nice little tight ball head, representing my man Jay. Yo, I'm pumping gas, car drives by, throws me the birdie, curses me out, and I'm like, what? Like, hold on. And my friends who I worked with at the time was like, yo, Jameer, you can't rock that jersey here, I'm like, why not? Like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean. Yeah. But I, I soon learned, and I found out that you just don't do that here in Buckeye Country.
1: Hey, listen, man, you can do whatever you want. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm make sure the, the city give you uh, the key to the city. You know what I mean? Just, My man, just so you can wear the Michigan stuff.
0: My man, my man. So, so how did that come about? Tell, t- you know, take us back to that. So, you know, growing up in Marlington, growing up in Alliance, excuse me, and going to Marlington yes, High School, you know, how? T- tell me about that recruiting process. Like, why Michigan?
1: Uh, You know, when I uh, first spoke to Michigan, I, you know, it felt like home. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you get that good feeling when you're at home that you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, I'm at home. And I got that feeling going to Michigan. You know, I had Greg Madison recruit me and, and Brady Hoke, and both of them were great coaches and great recruiters. And, you know, I, so I like Michigan. When I went up there, you know, one of the things they first spoke to me about was education. And to me, my dad always told me, you know, make sure when you go to school, you're not going there just play football. Make sure you get that degree because, That's you know, football bit. can go away any But that degree and that paper can stay forever. So, you know, that was my big focus. And it was pretty cool to see that, you know, while you're getting recruited, you know, a lot of times everyone will talk about football, this football, that. But, you know, I was going to a school that I was talking more about the education uh aspect of, you know, me coming to the university. And, you know, Michigan did a great job with that. And also, man, I, I always liked the winged helmet. And, you know, I thought it was a special tradition. I think that's awesome to have to be able to put that winged helmet on. And um, you know, so it was it wasn't it wasn't really that hard of a choice for me. You know, like I said, right. when I got there, I felt like home and I, you know, I loved it. And I will never, you know, go back and say, Oh, I wish I would have did it this way, I wish I would did it that way. And people always say, Oh, you lost the all this time, but at the end of the day, man, it's not just about football. It's about giving back. It's about getting a degree. It's about having fun. And I was able to do all three of those at the University of Michigan. And it's the University of Michigan. Not too many people can say they went to, you know, they went to school there or were out blocking on their chest. So that's a very special moment too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Your former teammate Jake Ray, my colleague, who was the manager here at the Ed Pro Hall of Fame Ed yes, Pro sir. Department, tells me all about your sophomore year where you were just doing some amazing things, man. Give me some of those fondest memories from that because as we talked off camera, that was your season.
1: Yeah, sophomore year was my season. Uh, you know, I, d- I did a great job. I was blessed. I lit it up on the football field, but it wasn't just about me, man. Mm-hmm. We had special guys on our team, like Alderman Hill. Uh, we had uh, Jake Ryan. We had uh, the Krebcos. We also had Jesse, our quarterback. We had uh, Zach Higgins. We had a lot of guys that mm-hmm. were just tough, hard-nosed football players that just wanted to win. And, you know, they made it easy for me to do my job, and everyone would say, well, you know, you did this, you did that, but what they don't know is without my offensive line uh blocking me then I wouldn't be able to score and without the quarterback making the right options uh, I wouldn't be able to get the ball and it just it was just a team effort but it was just like one of my best seasons that I had. But it wasn't just about me. You know, we we got as far as we possibly can as a team together and it was very special, you know, to go that far, especially because I don't think Marlton ever ever made it that far. So okay. it was cool to see that. But I wasn't just the only, you know, the only player on the team but I did have a, a great season and uh, you know I had a lot of fun but the best part about it wasn't the stats, and wasn't about winning, it was just about playing with my teammates. and We always used to go in the huddle and look at each other and it was like when I looked them in their eyes and when they looked me in the eyes, it was just about just having fun. And that's what we did. We just had wow. fun and took care of business. So that was a, that was a special.
0: Now, you played offense in high school and later in Def- college you transitioned to the defensive side of the ball?
1: Yeah, so I, was, I played offense and defense my entire life. Mm. Uh, growing up, I played started playing football when I was five. I played offense and defense. Um, I used to play corner, uh, peewee football, and then my dad would just send me the blitz to edge. And then I used to play a little <laughs> bit of D tackle uh, because I was so quick and smooth, so I used to always get sacks. And then as I got older, my dad moved me to linebacker. And then in high school, I played DN my freshman year. A lot of people don't know that. They, they thought I was going to get my dad's size. I never did. So I played DN, then played linebacker and rover. And then my senior year, I played a little bit of safety, but I didn't really play that much safety until you know my sophomore year of college.
0: Wow. Wow. Um, hey, Pro Football Hall of Fame fans, I know you heard that. Let's give it up for Demonte because he said he was quick and smooth as a defensive lineman. I like that. You thought that flew yeah. over my head. I had to catch yeah. that. So you had them sweet feet.
1: Yeah, I got yeah, I got sweet feet. <laughs> slow feet don't eat is what well, my, my buddies always tell me, especially Will Parks. He always say, slow feet don't eat. So.
0: Now, as a kid growing up, of course, here in Northeast Ohio and being from Alliance, I know you had plenty of field trips that brought you right here to Canton, Ohio. What was that yes, like sir. coming here as a youngin? It,
1: it was cool. It was special. You know, when I was a little kid, you know, I always wanted to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, as you're a kid, you got so many other ideas that you want to do. You want to be a police officer, a trash man, a bus driver, a teacher. And, you know, it was crazy. So when I first went there, you know, I was just thinking, like, oh, it's cool. Like, this is Football Hall of Fame. And. I was like, yeah, I hope one day I'm able to make it to the NFL, and I hope that I'm able to get my name into the Hall of Fame and stuff. And then I never thought about much after after I left. And, but now it's crazy because now I think of uh, think of it like I'm in the NFL now and mm-hmm. I have another opportunity to, you know, conquer one of my dreams and one of my goals. So, you know, it's very special. You know, those field trips at the time I took for granted because it was in my backyard. But now I understand, like, that I'm since I'm closer to the dream that it's real close and it's right there. And it's especially cool to have, you know, the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, that goes over a lot of our heads because we're from Ohio. But, like, a lot of people, you know, that's special to have the Hall of Fame in your home state and especially only 10 minutes 15 minutes away from you so i think that's very cool and very special so when i went on those field trips at first i mean i took it for granted because you know i was like i can come here anytime but now that you're playing the nfl you got so much more respect for the hall of fame and the players that's in there
0: being blessed to work in the NFL for 22 years myself, worked for the New York Jets and the Cleveland Browns, and, you know, being around some of the best players to ever lace up the pads. You know, yes, I sir. see guys, like, in their fifth, sixth, maybe, like, later in their career. And even after their career, they open up, the, you know, they start their foundation. But yes, for sir. you, for you, my man, this is, what, year year two? And, yes, and you Going have your three. foundation, the Monty Thomas Community Foundation, more than football. Tell me about this.
1: So uh, one day, my buddy Alex, he texted me. He's like, "Hey, man, you ever thought about starting your own nonprofit organization?" And I was like, "Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I always thought about it, but you know, right now I'm in the season. It's kind of hard." And he was like, hey, listen, you get it going, you start it, and he said he'll help me. And, you know, Alex, I got to give a big shout-out to my buddy Alex Williamson, He also played football with me at Marlington. You know, he's really, really helped me a long way. And so I have my best friend Mackenzie. Those, those two work each and every day and night, you know, making sure our nonprofit organization is running well. But I always looked at it like – I'm from a small city alliance and uh, some people make it out, whether it's being a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, whatever it may be. But I don't think anyone ever started a nonprofit organization to get back to Alliance Ohio. And I just think that's crazy because I think we do, we should bless kids to give them opportunity to try to make it out to live their dreams and live their goals. But without a nonprofit organization or with someone there to motivate them or push them or encourage them, encourage them, I just think that it's a, a non repeated pattern and they just you know, just get stuck in alliance and they don't wanna, you know, get outside of alliance, they don't want to go to Reach your dreams and goals because they all know what's out there. So I knew that if I was able to show them that from Alliance, Ohio to Marlington, and I'm able to make it to the NFL, don't sit here and tell me that that you that you can't make it because growing up, I a hard. Find, you know. So <laughs> so I had a hard times growing up, you know. Uh, my dad raised me for a majority of my childhood, and then my stepmom came in my life. And there was times where we didn't have food on the table and not clothes on our back and things like that. But that didn't stop me. You know, the only thing I said, my dad used to always tell me, son, you keep your head up, you just keep working. And, you know, as long as you put God first, you'll be okay. So I just want people to understand that don't use your environment as an excuse for why you can't be successful or why you can't do this or that, because that's just excuses. And everyone has an excuse, and everyone has... Uh, past and challenges that they have to overcome. But those who conquer and understand it and are able to succeed, those are the ones who usually make it out. So my nonprofit organization, you know, is just help kids make it out and just to show them that you can make it out. And if I made it out, anybody can make it out, especially things I went through. So I just want to encourage kids to be able to fulfill their dreams and their goals and and, and to look up and to look out on the world and just want bigger things rather than just selling an alliance.
0: And if people want to get involved, how do they go about doing that, Demonte?
1: So a lot of people just contact me on instagram it's on my um it's on my profile the link and there's also we got an instagram page i think we also got a facebook page we got twitter so if anybody want to reach out to me and just say hey like we'd like to make a small donation even if they want to make a donation i just encourage people to be to be better in their community and to want to help kids get better because it's not just about me it's not just about my organization it's about us as a community making our community better whether it's alliance can cleveland akron it doesn't matter i just honestly just won't my small organization to bloom into bigger and bigger and bigger so not only am i just helping my own city and just helping ohio i just want to help everyone that's in need and, and just and show kids that you know you can make it out just just believe and just keep working
0: that's right the demonte thomas community foundation look that up guys if you want to get involved demonte you guys just hosted your uh, one of your first events february 21st through the 20 24th tell us about that how did that go
1: uh, we so we did a little, a little auction uh, uh-huh. for an, a man named Cash Davis. Uh, he has Char syndrome, which is a syndrome I never heard of, uh-huh. and it was crazy because I believe one of their family friends reached out to uh, uh, to me and Alex, and that's what really sparked our nonprofit organization. They reached out to them and asked for help, and. And, you know, the first thing I said, well, yeah, sure, Alex, like, let's help and let's do anything and everything we can. And then next thing you know, for my, our, my calls, my cleats, I'm wearing charge syndrome cleats. And it was crazy because so many people contacted me. It was like, man, it's crazy. Like, no one ever heard of charge syndrome. And I didn't either. So I had to do, like, some research and learn about it. And it was crazy because they looked up to me and they thought I was a superhero because I'm getting the charge syndrome out there. But I look up to them, the, the kids with charge syndrome, and, and to their parents, like, they're the superheroes because to do what they had do it each and every day there are the ones that are really the superheroes and are the ones that i look up to because you know life is hard and life challenging but it doesn't like to them it doesn't matter like each and every day they wake up happy and excited and joyful and and that's what it's really truly about It's just being happy and joyful in life and anything and everything you do so we did a little silent auction to help him uh i believe get a dog and it went really well you know um it was really cool to see that people was actually willing to help and especially people that has anything that had nothing to do with the charging or people that wasn't even from my home cities, like people everywhere was reaching out to me. Wow! So it was pretty cool to see that everyone's willing to help me just based on a little call, uh, based on a big cause. I don't want to say a little call based on big calls. And it was cool to see how special, you know, everyone was treating us just by us helping get the name out.
0: Well, I hope when you guys um, start to do your football academies and your, and your camps that you think of the Pro Football Hall of Fame because we are football heaven and we are everything Little League football, if you will, right here in your backyard, man. So there's a lot that, that we perfect. can collaborate and do together here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So with all the excitement surrounding enshrinement, um, owner Pat Bowen is going in and yes. defensive back Champ Bailey. Have you ever had a chance to meet Champ?
1: Nah, no, I haven't. Um, I just watched film of him a few times, and I tell you what, that man's a great athlete. And uh, if I ever get a chance to meet him, I'll probably have to ask for his autograph. I don't usually like asking people for autographs, but, you know, a special player like Champ Bailey, you have to ask for his autograph. And I haven't seen him yet, and I hope eventually I do get a chance uh, to see him and meet him and talk to him about the Camp Hall of Fame and how it's in my backyard and how special it is to see that, you know, someone that played for the organization, I'll play for, you know, that he's in there uh, while I'm playing for the organization. So that's pretty cool. So I hope one day I get a chance, you know, to meet him or to reach out to him.
0: And our colleagues here have been working very closely with the Bolin family as they're preparing for their dad's enshrinement. And it's just amazing working with them, and everybody's all on all, all, all on board and, and just the excitement, man. It's, yes, sir. it's 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 like right down the street and around the corner, man. It's like yeah, it I was is. talking with James Lofton. He's like, where can you go in America and see 130 to 150 of the lead's best? And it's like being in um, New York City, walking around Times Square and bu- bumping into uh, a bunch of superstars. It's football heaven.
1: Yes, sir, it is.
0: Football heaven. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I also want to thank my teammate, Q45, aka. Quentin Pollock for talking to your mom and really being instrumental in setting this up for us to have this communication today. And anything that we could do here to help you out, please call on us, man. You're one of our own. We honor the heroes of the game, preserve your history, promote your values, and celebrate your excellence right here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And we want to thank you for joining us.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me, and I hope you guys have a great day.
0: Guys, that's gonna do it here for myself, for my man DT, aka D Train, calling in from Denver, <laughs> Colorado for the mission. Thank you guys for joining us. Good day.